Hello, I'm Lindsay Kemp, and this is the Women in Leadership UAE podcast. Using life history narratives, this show celebrates women's achievement and the development of women's empowerment in the United Arab Emirates. And this season is supported by a research grant from the Sheikh Saud bin Saka Al Hasmi Foundation for Policy Research. In today's special episode on the occasion of the Emirati Women's Day, we bring you the life history narrative of Dr. Khalida Al-Mansouri. Let's hear from her. So welcome, Dr. Khalida, to uh, this interview for your journey from where you started to where you are now. I'll refer to you as Dr. Khalud because uh, I have been told that that's your preferred name. So let's get you right back to the beginning. Where were you born? I was born in Ras al-Khaimah here in Al-Mayarid and I was raised up here in Ras al-Khaimah. I studied all my schooling, going to government school from year one till year 12. I was a good, uh, nice student, an A student, you know, bright and uh, high performance student. And I got the fourth position in the secondary level uh, all around the Emirates, which was uh, telling that I was bright student. I got the certificate for being distinguished student. All right. Perhaps we can take you back to when you were very small when you first started school. Tell me a little bit about your parents. Yeah, my parents, uh, my father is an educated person. He's the first Emirati who got certificate. He studied in Al-Hidayah al Khalifiya school in Al-Bahrain. He was sent in, in school time and in summer back with his uncle because he was teaching in that school. So that was in the 1920s. He graduated in 1932. And when you were growing up, what was his job? Okay, he he was a manager of uh, the custom hall in Ras al-Khaimah and working with Sheikh Sussaqar also office in Diwan. So he was educated. He speaks English, by the way, because he worked in many jobs while he was young. And then, so he can speak English. So he was translating for Sheikh as well. Uh, he raised up... Uh, he was a strict father. Education comes first. We should give full mark, get full mark in all exams. He won't sign any certificate if we lose something. And he raised up also in a religious way. We must wake up early in the morning, pray and read Holy Quran, and then go to school. That's his job. <laughs> So you said we, so there's brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have, but we are nine, by the way. Oh. Yeah, six six uh, female and uh, three boys. I'm number four, number four. <laughs> My mother also, she can read and write, and she reads Holy Quran. She's a very nice religious lady, Allah God bless her soul. And um, my father lived long, 97 years. But he was hard worker. He believes in hard work and strict and raising up kids. So we lived nice life at the time where people 
life here was really difficult. I was born when we don't have electricity at that time. We don't have people live in palm trees, houses and that. Thanks God we have a house built in bricks and that. So, and we were the first to bring electricity, you have car and that. So, but what I remember from my childhood is that I was raised up to be strict life. I mean, I'm a strict father. Not allowed, not allowed many things, but education comes first. If it's education, he will say yes. Other than that, will be no. <laughs> but my father open-minded. We were the center of the neighborhood where kids come. We play with boys and girls. I joined school, a co-education school. Yes, from year one till year four. Year five, they built a school for female. And then when I joined year five, they open female, so they separated. That we have segregated education. So and I, I studied in a girls' school till I finished my secondary school. So tell us a bit about your secondary school experience. Yeah. Secondary school, I think, was the best. Here where you become mature a bit, you, you pass the first period of uh, being a uh, you know, teenager. So I think my this time I did lots of things. I participated in lots of activities. I was writing. I was participating on uh, radio, Russell Hemet, uh, radio station, uh, giving a program and uh, working as a host. And I was a bright student. Uh, nothing can... Uh, uh, fulfill my desire to gain more. I always question my teachers. I always read more than what the textbook have. Lucky me, my father was bringing the newspaper, lots of books, so we have library. I'm talking about 70s, I'm talking about 60s. So, so I read all the books that you may imagine, novels of Arab writers. I was reading in Arabic because English was rare. We have only one channel on TV that we watch something in English. But I was reading in Arabic. Was strong in my language, you see. And I love English. So, but uh, I got married and I stopped. Then when I joined university, I joined English department. So what was your favorite subject when you were at school? All subjects. I love all. I was an A student in every math, my, my favorite, everything, everything. But English and French, because we, we, I, we did two years French as well, was something that challenged us, and I love that. I liked something to challenge me. So uh, I can say that I love all the subjects. Tell me a little bit more about, you mentioned about activities at school. I was in a, a sport and I was playing basketball and volleyball. And volleyball is my favorite. And also uh, gymnastic, you know, I, I play lots of uh, aerobics. I'm good in that. <laughs> okay, that's sport. We part, we did lots of um, games and uh, sports and uh, matches with other uh, Emirates. We go and play there. I won. I was the one who let us win the first prize in volleyball. <laughs> Although I was tiny at that time, my size is not that big. I was. I grown up quickly in secondary before I was just tiny. That's number one. Then in um, 
in parties, we always have, you know, annual party that we have drama. I participate in plays and uh, uh, I always, in the morning, you will see me doing the school uh, broadcast in the morning, morning broadcast. It, it will be me. They know that I will be hosting, or reading, or reading, or, or talking. So it was me for all my life. I, I was at broadcast. In the morning, you will see me in front of the students. So that's another activity. We dance, uh, floric, you know, and traditional dancing and that, in, in occasions like national days and that. I also participate in exhibition. Uh, I like arts and embroidering and, you know, something, drawing. I also participate my, in uh, lots of the, these exhibitions, art, uh, fun, five uh, arts exhibitions. So you see me everywhere. So take us to the decision after you left your leaving school. What did you do then? Okay, being the fourth, oh, getting high grade in the university, make everybody think that I will go to university, I will do something, da da da, and I want to do politics and that. But lots of people came asking for my hand, so my father decided that go. I got married. I was crying day and night because I want to study. Okay, I had my first daughter, and we decided to work, so I worked with my secondary certificate. I worked as a school teacher, teaching uh, primary level, uh, year one and two. So I taught, and every semester, at the beginning, at the end, I cry because I want to go to university. <laughs> but I did a great job. I was an A teacher. All the supervisors were happy from, because I, I love what I do. I'm honest in my, I, I feel dedicated to whatever I'm doing as a mom, as a wife. So UA University started. So I started convincing my husband to join the university. So after working for two years, I joined the university as, I mean, paid vacation. I joined the linguistics department. Then I took uh, teaching, uh, I mean, uh, path. So I, be, I become an English language teacher. I finished in within three years and a half because I was taking seven courses, seven courses, although I was a mom and I had two kids at that period. But uh, because I, I can, I'm good, I, I, my, I, all my grades A, so they allowed me to register seven courses. So I finished in three years and a half. Where were you living at this time? Dr. They gave us a flat in Elaine, so a family flat for families who want to study, both of us. So they gave us a flat, not on campus. So I was living in a flat with my husband, kids, and my nanny. Okay. And did you get involved in any activities at the university? Yeah, in the university, I was very busy. But I, in the courses, literature courses, they, uh, they, it is compulsory that you should do Shakespearean plays, and we play... Uh, I did character and we played, I mean, on role played on theater. We were having a lady professor that she was having a soul of Shakespeare in her. <laughs> we celebrate Shakespeare birthday every year. Also, I, I was involved also in joining activities with Sheikha Fatma when they invite us to the, to the society of uh, uh, female society, women's society in LA, because it started in 1980. So I, I joined there, we met her, and I delivered some, I mean, poems or something. So university was mostly studying, 
and uh, taking care of my kids. <laughs> of course. And so take us beyond university. You graduate in three and a half years. Immediately, mm. immediately went back to my work because I was on paid vacation as a teacher, but this time teacher of English. So I, start, I taught English for 10 years to all levels. Lucky me, I taught from KG till secondary. But I spent five years in secondary level where I loved that that period, that type of students graduating to join university to, to choose their major. For five years, I taught secondary, and it was a very good experience. I also love teaching young learners, and uh, till year six, happy. Intermediate level, I wasn't happy teaching them because it was the beginning of being teenager, and they become stubborn. And But they asked me to move to secondary, where secondary I found here where I fit. So that's how it went. What caused you to leave? My longing to do my master's. <laughs> so tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Before, before doing that, I got promoted. At that time, after teaching for 10 years, I applied for being a school principal. It was a one-year course that you should attend and uh, you got a certificate on that, uh, educational administration certificate. And you have exam and then you have interview. If you pass, you got a school. And I did and I got a school. <laughs> but I was crying because I missed my teaching. So I went to the minister and they said, I'm refusing this promotion. I want to go back to be a teacher. <laughs> he said, do you have fever? <laughs> Are you okay today? People want to do this job and you got it because you did it. A course and the past and that's it. I don't, I want to be a teacher. Otherwise I'm going to resign. <laughs> so I have this nice letter from him saying, keep her promotion. Maybe till day she will come regretting. <laughs> but I become a senior teacher. So I attended another course, which was senior teacher course, and I become senior teacher. Immediately, the minister came, vice minister, he came to my school telling me, you clicked somewhere, because I met him when I want to leave <laughs> being a school principal. So he said, we're going to send you abroad to, to do some courses. So I said, okay, because he said we need supervisors and you are, you are ready to do that. So I said, okay. Thank God my parents agreed to travel. So I did a course in Murray House Institute of Education in Scotland. It was supervision. So I've done that degree. Then they started to America, San Diego, to do another degree. Then here where all my mind started thinking of doing my master's. So I remember the day of graduation in Scotland, I, I gave my certificate to the Minister of Education in, in Britain, and he turned it back and he wrote, one day I'm gonna hand you your master's. And that, what he wrote there, was the trigger that clicked somewhere that I must do my master's. I become a supervisor. When I when finished these two certificates, I, I become a supervisor for 11 years. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, that, that's a nice journey that I really like. Because here you are a trainer and you are a teacher mm -hmm. and supervisor, evaluator. You keep good people. You let those people that they don't want to do it to go. But in my time, it's become training 
guidance, support for teachers. So you like the development aspect? Yeah, because most of the teachers, if you think about it, should go. But they need something not to go. So that's what I took, training them. And all the experience I have from abroad and here and that, so it was good to train them. I was qualified to do that. Actually, I've done three degrees in seven years. <laughs> I've done postgrad diploma in ELT, and I has a story of that. Because when I went to do my master's, I was registered for one year for a language course. Okay, I'll put you in another program equal the same money the same time, which is postgrad diploma in ELT and administration. It was a clean course. For one year, I worked really hard. But it was a change in my qualification, everything. So I did that course. I got distinction, thanks God, and I did master's. So that's one degree. It was in ELT, exactly, in ELT, English language teaching. And I've done uh, an evaluation of the system here in the UAE. Uh, it's ever training. So it was a strong research, actually. I've done nice, nice, collected nice data for that research. And uh, I met two types of uh, respondents, teachers and trainers, supervisor at that time. And where were your family at this time? Had you got your children No, with no, you? no. My children raised uh, now. They are grown up. They are in secondary school. They joined university. At that time, my youngest with my family, because I live with my, my mother and father. I'm divorced. That, I was 24 when I was. After getting my degree, I got divorced. So I raised up my kids, three daughters, with my mother and father. So I applied for a PhD. I got it immediately. At that time, the university insisted to stay because they said, your research very strong. We can work on it for another two years, and it can be in full. You do PhD. I said, no, I want to investigate a new topic, and I want to go to join another university. I had everything from this university uh, because I've done two degrees there. So I started writing to everyone because I have a dream to study in Oxford. <laughs> so I applied to Oxford, I applied to other universities, and I got Oxford, but I did I chose Exeter. <laughs> because if you want to do PhD, you should choose a very good supervisor. That's my advice to everybody. PhD means supervisor. Otherwise, you know everything, you know everything, but you need somebody to let you pass that period. Okay, so I said, no, I want to finish in three years or below <laughs> that. This is my target. So that's one reason. Another reason, I like David Newnan. He is a graduate from Exeter. And he, his book in ELT and language is really good in applied linguistics. So I said, where this guy graduated from? They said, from Exeter. I said, I'm going to go there. And so did you graduate with your PhD in three years? Actually, it was less than three years. But I postponed my, my work for six months because I had this operation. So it was, I finished two years and a half, but hard work. And then did you come back to Ras al Khaimah at this point? Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I need to tell you one thing in between. After doing my master's, Minister of Education asked me to be Minister Assistant, you know, at that time. But I refused. I said, I'm finishing my PhD. I told him, I don't want to do any administrative job. I, I did my PhD to do teaching. So after you'd finished your PhD, you come back to Ras al-Khaimah, and what happened then? 
applied for higher education because I should go back and uh, do supervision or something. So what were you doing with the higher colleges of technology? I, I joined Abu Dhabi. Okay, because the family moved there. So there I become, they started bachelor degree and I was teaching in the bachelor, English language teaching, young learner at that time. And my PhD is saying we need three things. We need subject matter knowledge, pedagogical knowledge, and moral, ethical issues. I worked with them to, to do the program. We took Melbourne program, Fantastic. but we designed the syllabus. We designed every single in that four years for level that we worked on. And how did you arrive at the American University of Ras al-Khaimah? Tell us about that. <laughs> I think I work in many places because I want to know more people and have more <laughs> friends. Okay, so at that time I said, okay, my mother died. They was really down, really down. So I resigned. <laughs> After resignation, I, I started thinking, I said, I think that's not right. So I joined Sharjah University. Sharjah University, I become the head of the English language. After finishing my contract with Sharjah, I want to go back to Abu Dhabi, but I got Ajman. So I worked in Ajman University. Then uh, I said, enough Ajman. I didn't like, sorry, I didn't like Ajman University. So I said, I'm gonna stay home having my own business, having my training center. I don't know. They called me here, American University, for a part-time job as an English teacher. What year was that? 2016. Yeah, so I remember the, uh, the president, he told me, come on, you're doing a great job here. Why you didn't apply? So I said, thank you. I'm not teaching in Porta <laughs> this university. <laughs> Sorry, part-time is good for me because this university, even you cannot walk, the ground is full of rocks and that. He said, Khalud, this is your university. This is Ras al-Khaimah. You, you should serve this place. Me and you, we're going to collect all the stones here and build this university. I told him, oh, you twisted my arm. Okay, I'm going to apply. So I applied immediately, I got the job, and I become a teacher in the English department. And uh, after one year, two years, I become the head. You're now here at the American University of Ras al-Khaimah, and your head... Not anymore. When I become sick, I ask them to please release me from being a head. So they agreed after working for two years and a half as a head. And then now um, I'm teaching, but I'm really happy because now I'm doing full teaching, full load of teaching, and teaching is me. I love my students. Students love me. I don't know. I feel, I think they love me. <laughs> but my evaluation reports say that, you know, they don't write about my teaching only. They talk about my personality, my relationship, how good report with them, how what I'm doing to make them a person that's really good citizen, that can be competent. I always tell them qualification is having a certificate. I want you to be competent. On that note, with you, certainly with you saying teaching is me, we will finish. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lovely.
Today's episode was produced and recorded by Sabah Haag. Edited by Renad Kitmito. If you like this episode, visit us at www.wilua.com. Again, that is www.wilua.com. And follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcast. The Women in Leadership UAE podcast is produced by the team of researchers from the American University of Ras al-Khaimah and the American University of Sharjah, and that team includes Dr. Sabah Haq, Assistant Professor in Mass Comms, Dr. Mohammed Abeka, Department Chair in Management at the American University of Ras al-Khaimah, and Professor Narita Ahmed, who's Professor of Marketing and Information Systems at AUS. And myself, Professor Lindsay Kemp, Professor of Management and the Graduate Program Director of the School of Business at the American University of Ras al-Khaimah. That's all for today. We'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode.